Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org.
They've been brought together as one body under the lordship of Jesus Christ, and their task is to love each other in all their difference as a witness to the world that God is reconciling all people to himself. But first, they've got some practical issues that need to be ironed out, like, do the Gentiles have to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses? Should Jewish Christians be mandated and required to eat with Gentiles if they're not ready to take that step? Because for centuries, they have been told that such an act would make them unclean. Should women in the community be allowed to serve in a leadership role when such an act, though congruent with their theology, might make government officials even more suspicious of this new egalitarian movement and fan the flames of Roman persecution? Impossible question. And we can imagine that the leaders at Ephesus are stuck, and so they write Paul a letter with a long list of questions. Dear Paul, they say, could you just tell us the right thing to do? If you're a fan of the American poet Robert Frost, perhaps you're familiar with the shortest poem he ever wrote. Forgive, O Lord, my little joke on thee, and I shall forgive your great joke on me. It's hard to know what he was thinking when he penned that verse, but I imagine he was present to the fact that life can be impossible. And that though we pray with all our might to know the right thing to do, the certainty we crave and the security we want, is not always forthcoming. So what I love about today's reading is how Paul reminds us that far more important than knowing the right thing to do is that we get really clear on the right person to be. And I want to say that again, far more important than always knowing the right thing to do is that we are really clear on the right person to be. And then Paul goes on to elaborate on what this means by reminding us that we are members of one another and that if we go to bed angry, that our anger does not serve the cause of justice And above all, Paul reminds us that no matter what we say, that our words are always to bring grace to those who hear. A wise old Middle Eastern mystic once said this about himself. I was a revolutionary when I was young, and all my prayer to God was, Lord, give me the energy to change the world. As I approached middle age and realized I hadn't changed a single soul, I changed my prayer. Lord, give me grace to change all those who come into contact with me. Now I'm an old man, my days are numbered, and I have only one prayer. Lord, give me grace to change myself. 
I would invite us to see today's epistle as Paul's reminder that our first task as Christians is not to change others or to change outer circumstances or even to work to cure global problems, but that our first task as disciples of Jesus is always to offer our life to God as a living sacrifice and to say, Lord, give me grace to change myself. And so really quickly, I just want to share three very practical points from today's reading about what that actually looks like. Number one, let us never forget, as Paul says, that we are members of one another. In South Africa, they have a great word for this, Ubuntu, which can be translated, I am, because we are, or my humanity is bound up with yours. But the basic gist is that from a biblical perspective, as a reconciled people, we are far more connected than we know. There is one body and one spirit, meaning that To hurt you is always to do violence to myself. Number two, fruitful words always give grace to those who hear. Even difficult conversations are meant to be soaked in grace so that the person to whom we're speaking can be built up. Let us not confuse sharing our opinion or giving people facts with speaking the truth. They are related, but they are not the same thing because truth is always concerned more with how we say something than with what we say. And then number three, God desires that we have a tender heart. And in fact, this week at St. Michael's, we had 40 kids at Vacation Bible Camp, and they spent the whole week learning about the importance of compassion. And their mantra for the week is far better than any scholarly quote I could come up with on the topic. It goes, I see your hurt, I feel your hurt, I help your hurt. And friends, I I can tell you that making that choice to see the hurt of another human being, to feel it and to help in whatever way we can, that that is always the right thing to do. Because at the heart of our faith is a very countercultural idea, which Paul lays out in the last verse of today's epistle, that Christ loved us, and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You see, whenever the world that God loved and created went astray, God's response was not to use violence, anger, bribes, or raw power to scrap the human project or move away from the people he loves. In fact, just the opposite, the living bread came down from heaven, not to destroy us, but to embrace us. 
And today, Paul reminds us that we get to live that same sort of life, a life of love, a life of compassion, a life lived as an imitator of God himself, as beloved children. And so let me end by offering you this image. Whenever Jesus was born, we are told in Scripture that Mary wrapped him in swaddling clothes. Now, a lot of commentators point out that these clothes are meant to symbolize Mary's poverty and thus the humble origins of our Lord. But I don't really buy that interpretation. The bands of cloth that Mary wrapped around her child don't point to poverty. What they point to is maternal care. That is the love and tenderness of a mother. And because Jesus said that what we do to his brothers and sisters, we do also to him, it is this image I leave us with today. Because our work is always to wrap each other in love, compassion, and kindness, and to swaddle the people in our lives with forgiveness, understanding, and mercy. Because the truth is, there will be times in life when we don't know the right thing to do. But as Christians, let us be very clear on the right person to be. And so, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, an offering and sacrifice to God.